singing. Me? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another Kick-Ass Career Conversation with Louise and Kim and Sage. Hi, everyone. Hello. hello. So I'd love to start off like we always do. What are we celebrating this week? Ooh, that's such a great question. I love that question, so I'll go first. Yay. I am celebrating that I have gone hiking twice this week at a waterfall that's 20 minutes from my house and you feel like you're in another planet. Yeah. Yeah, that's worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. Twice. You made time for that twice. Twice. Once in the morning and once in the evening. So I got both slices of that world. It's so good. Mm. Good juiciness. Yeah. Is that something you get to do often or not enough? It's something I get to do often. It's definitely a priority for me to get outside. So I know we're talking about time off today and it's kind of like a perfect segue. And of course I can talk about, we'll get to this, like my business model and why I'm able to do that so often. Cool. Yeah. Um, when we can lean into those priorities and like actually like do things um, that that keep them a priority, uh, I think that's fantastic. Um, same for me, and I think my celebrations too this week. Uh, just really leaning in. I'm I'm celebrating my my non-human companions this week. Uh, my dog and my cat, and how they keep me going, um, and how they keep me. Uh, moving. And so I have some uh, mobility challenges right now. And when that little puppy looks up at me uh, with her big brown eyes, I'm like, yeah, you bet. Um, can I can get behind that and I can do that. And I get to do that um, almost, I wouldn't say every time she looks at me because I would be outside all day long. But um, the majority of the time I get to go out and uh, play a little uh, fetch or um, just even sometimes snuggling with her. Um, so I'm celebrating that. I love that. That's a beautiful <laughs> celebration. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, uh, I was going to celebrate. It was funny because uh, before we got started, I was sharing uh, with Louise one celebration uh, that I was going to share with all of you, but I changed my mind because <laughs> I can do that, right? You can. <laughs> Um, I am actually celebrating that as soon as we are done with uh, our lovely conversation today, I am getting in a car and we are taking our time meandering our way from Montreal back to Chicago, um, where we are going to be helping my mom um, close up her condo. She had sold it in one day. Thank you very much. Cash deal. I know. I'm like, well, then you didn't ask, ask enough, but whatever. <laughs> I'm celebrating she was able to do that for herself and that we are able to provide a lovely landing space for her as she designs her next adventure. And this is a woman who's going to be 80 this year. Um, if I did that, no, she'll be 79 this year. Sorry, mom. Um, and um, But she's getting to craft her own life again. And so, and I get to help her be a, a landing zone for that. So I'm celebrating that. That is beyond magical. And what a beautiful milestone to get to share with her. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it comes with, you know, stuff, but I'm, I'm celebrating the hell out of it right now. <laughs> it's so good. I love that. And congratulations to your mom. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I am really, I'm excited for her. It's a big deal. 
Sage, I'm going to read the lovely bio um, that uh, was provided about you. And then I know Louise loves asking her her million dollar question. And then we're going to kind of dive into the conversation for today. How does that sound? Fantastic. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolute joy. Um, so beyond being one of my mentors, so like there, we could just end there. Sage, one of my mentors. <laughs> beyond being one of my mentors and just an all around amazing human, um, Sage is known as the conscious launch strategist and copy coach for the internet rich and famous. She has written high converting copy for more than 475 projects, earning millions of dollars for those folks. She helps personal brands and service providers sell more of their service or offer with the words on their website. She has worked with Teachable, Rick Mulrady, and Lynn Twist. Lynn Twist is one of my favorites also. Um, basically, she makes money for the internet famous people we all look up to. Sage, we're so glad you're here. And I know that Louise has a question for you. Internet famous business strategist and copyright guru. And so that I can't imagine was on your um, uh, bulletin board growing up is what I what do I want to do when I <laughs> when I grow up. But tell me a little bit about your career journey and how you landed in such uh, a cool and interesting space. Oh, thank you for asking that. I definitely didn't see myself as a copywriter because I didn't even know what it was growing up. Like I had never heard <laughs> that phrase. And maybe the only time I had read the word copyright was in the beginning of a book because it was being published and it was copywritten. But this has nothing to do with legal. It's everything to do with marketing and more so to me as I consider myself a conscious marketer, it's about building relationships and connections with people with the words on your website to help you sell more of your service or product. And so starting out, I was, I went to art school and I, it was like completely what people would perceive as a completely different life. But to me, it is connected and I'll tell you why in a second, but I went to art school. I, live in LA. I've been over here. I've been in this area, SoCal area for over 20 years now. And so while I was in school learning about art and then later working for all the major museums in LA, um, installing art, which was like such a magical world to be in, um, I just surrounded myself with a lot of creativity. And one of the museum jobs I had, I was installing art by day and by night, I started doing some writing. I started doing some travel blogging and I got some awards pretty early on. And it was such a fun space for me to be in. And to me, writing is just another creative tool in my belt. So that's how it's, to me, it's all connected. <laughs> and while I was writing for the museums and started doing the travel blogging, I found a book. I found a book called The Well-Fed Writer by Peter Bowerman. And it caught my attention because I'm like, well, I'm a writer. And he was really smart not to call it the well-fed copywriter, but that's actually what it is, right? So I feel like with that title, he pulled in any type of writer, but then you learn that within the writing world, this is very wide spectrum of potential of what you can do with your writing skills. And he was focused on using your writing skills to serve clients, to then write their websites for them, write their ad copy for them, all the things that help them sell more of their service or product. And I fell in love with it because 
at the core of it, I work with personal brands. So people who tell stories to connect with their audience. And I love getting to know other people's stories. I love putting on their life into my, as though I am them. Like I have written some incredibly interesting stories and you would think that, you know, how do I like slip into these different worlds? To me, that's just like a natural gift that I was given. But, you know, of course, it's something that you can learn over time as well. And just being able to be a chameleon kind of and be between these worlds and share these worlds with other people and then open up these relationships. Because in marketing, like we talk a lot about hot leads, cold leads, there's all this technical jargon. But underneath all of that is the deep connection you get to make with people and the relationships you get to build, like getting to know Kim and now meeting you, Louise, like I absolutely know that if I did not have an online business, Kim and I would have never met. Right. And then we yeah. got dating out together in New York city. So that's how I got into this world, but more so like how I fell in love with this world is the connections that are built. Yeah. It's those threads, right. That we pull through. And although it looks really different on the outside, our careers are really like connected to who we are. And when we can pull the threads through all the little things that we do uh, to pay the bills, um, it, it stays connected and it really isn't um, as different as it looks on the outside. Mm -hmm. You said something that I find really fascinating is that there's um there's a, there's a, there's so, there were so many potential careers that writing could have taken for you. Um, and I think that's such a, a key piece of, of sometimes when we come into the middle of a career crisis and we don't know what to do, it's like, oh my gosh, like there, there could be so many options. I could be doing so many things, uh, but you followed what felt good and what was fun. Yeah, I really did. I feel like like too though there was like a pain pushes vision pools moment for me i don't know who coined that phrase but i love it and it was when i was working for the last museum that i worked for which was the california science center and there were a lot of other museums that i worked for prior to that and i was kind of, even before the science center i was bumping up um a career threshold or the glass ceiling where it was a very male dominated industry and not specifically at the Science Center, but there was one particular museum that I won't name that I worked at where uh, I was walking down the hall and within earshot, I heard the boss say to one of the people in his department that he would never hire a woman. And I had just applied to be in his department. Um, so there was a lot of that, like just things were not aligning for me in the way that I, I had a bigger vision for myself and it was pulling me forward I just didn't know what it was towards, right? So the last job that I had, the California Science Center, before I switched to being a copywriter for the last 12 years, I actually got pregnant unexpectedly. I was working at the Science Center. I was on maternity leave. And there was this wild moment in the city where we had won the shuttle, the Endeavor shuttle. Mark Kelly like did the last space tour. I met the astronauts. The shuttle was coming, but I also had my newborn son. So I was on maternity leave and I had him like in the little carrier in the front. And I was standing on top of a garage, like a parking garage in my local city. And they brought, it was very like just this 
epic scene because they brought in the Endeavor shuttle on the back of a 747 jet. They flew it from Florida to LA and it was doing three circles over my head. And I was like, I don't want to go back. Mm. (laughs) Because I'm holding my son and I didn't know how much I would fall in love with him. And so copywriting was more than just copywriting Mm. for me. It was an opportunity for me to step into a bigger vision for me to go from being able to cap out at my career of making 36K a year to making that in a month multiple times over, right? Like those things to me, like career choices come from a place of, you know, wanting to grow, right? And the potential to grow. And for me, having those experiences I had at the museum, it made me very clear that I wanted every woman in my circle to have the potential to out-earn every man in her life. <laughs> yep. And it's not about competition. It's about making choices, right? Like having yeah. new choices available to us, particularly in the US and all over the world. So that power of deciding to be a copywriter and making that career choice was so much bigger and I had to do it. And I had to put it like go all in. There was no halfway stepping on this because as I stepped more and more into this vision for myself of out earning every man in my life, <laughs> I was like, ooh, I want this for more women to experience this, right? So this is, you know, and that's where I am now and the things that are near and dear to my heart beyond just being a copywriter. So how have you gone through that process of kind of crafting, right? Because you not just, you you crafted this career as a, as a copywriter. Mm-hmm. How have you continued to craft your life and your career kind of together. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Like for me, I was always very clear on two things that I wanted the time to be with my kiddo who at the time he's 12. Now the business is 12. You can draw the line mm-hmm. there. Um, the time and the earnings, right? Like I, I told you, you know, about the revenue piece and why that's important to me. Um, but it had to come with ease, comfort, and joy. Like the revenue had to come with those feelings. Like I got very clear on assigning feelings. And so to get to those feelings, that means more time off for me. That means not becoming my own worst boss now that I have a career that I've created for myself. And so, you know, there were moments that got me there though. There was the moment where I went to Las Vegas with my, my husband and at the time I only had one child, now I have two boys. Um, and everybody was hanging out. His family was there from New York. We all convened in Las Vegas. And he wanted to go do something. And I'm like, okay, but I have to finish this project first. I brought my laptop, like I have something I have to do. I'm gonna sit in the hotel room and get this done while you guys go out and have fun. And I saw that he was crushed. Like I saw that he didn't enjoy that part of me building the business. And so I want to say like, that was the first couple of years in my business. And it's perfectly natural to want to give everything to making it work. You've got a lot to prove to yourself. And if you're being really honest, you're trying to prove things to other people too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so those things, those moments made me realize like, wait a minute, I need to, instead of going, so a, a common thing with copywriters is like, you get this skill, you help others, sell online courses, let's say, or whatever they're selling. And then you think, okay, I can have that too. Like, let me try to launch a course, but you don't necessarily have the foundation yet to be able to sell to an audience. Right. 
And while all that was happening with me, I was realizing, you know what? Like I tried launching a course, it failed the first time, which is normal to be honest. And um, cause you have to learn from it. And then I was like, why don't I invest in a project manager? Because the thing that I want is my time back. And the thing that I already have are plenty of private clients. So I need to like step away from that online course situation and invest in the part of my business that I know is working. And when I worked with that project manager, I was saying to her, I'm like, Kim, I think I want to take, it's funny, another Kim, Kaloka. Um, I was like, I think I want to take uh, every other Friday off or something. Like I need more time off. This isn't working for me and my family. And she's like, that's a horrible plan. Why don't you instead take one week off every month, which accumulates to three months for the year. And then I told her, yeah. And I want to take one month off every year too, to accumulate to four total months. And so for the eighth year in a row, I've been able to do that in my business. Like it, it became clear to me the things that I wanted. And then the, th the part that wasn't my zone of genius, I hired someone else to help me figure out. Yeah. That's so important to be able to know, use my, one of my favorite terms, zone of genius, right? Where your genius is and when to allow somebody else's genius to come in to support you. Mm -hmm. And when we hold mm -hmm. on to our genius and then try and do all the rest of this stuff, like we're devaluing other people who can actually help us. Yeah. And it's tricky, right? Because there's so many options out there when it comes to filling in for support, but there's definitely some tools that I love and use. Um, one of the coolest things I've had done most recently was a human design reading by Jackie Johnstone, but she did it for our whole team. Mm -hmm. And so she has this, I forget what she calls it, but it's basically a graph that shows you every single area of your business. There's like probably eight to 10 areas of your business. And it shows you where are your strengths, where are your team's strengths and where is everybody lacking? And so it was just fascinating to see because intuitively we know, right? Like if you're really good at listening to your inner voice, you can figure that out for yourself. But the online space is very distracting and there's a solution for absolutely everything <laughs> under the rainbow. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> so having a tool like human design, I found has really helped me. Do you all know your human design, mm -hmm. by the way? I'm curious now. Kim, what's yours? Well, we have the same. <laughs> oh, tell me more. Or Manny Jens. Oh, okay, great. I'm just a generator. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I'm the emotional Manny Jen and Louise is the, the pure Manny Jen. And it's, it's been interesting because we use human design in our own business. Like when we collaborate for this and in other projects that we do together, we look at it and we say, okay, what is getting in our way here? Particularly mm -hmm. with two Manny Jens, right? Mm -hmm. Because there can be stuff missing. Well, yeah, and really understanding how you influence the other people, other person too, right? And so, right, it's like, oh, right, here's a crunchy spot. What's going on there, um, right? Or here's a here's a spot of ease. What's going on there, even? 
Um, and then for Kim and I, when we when we do put our uh, heads together, um, then where are the gaps, right? And then so who is it that we need to bring into our collective business? Um, and then how do we support each other too um, through some of those gaps? But it's really, really interesting to be able to have a tool. And there's lots of tools out there, um, but really understanding like your own zone of genius um, is key, mm -hmm. but then also defining what, like, I love what you said about, um, around ease, comfort, and joy, right? And, and yet those things are different for every person. Uh, mm -hmm. what does that look like for each one of us in our lives? And then how do we, how do we bring that in? How do we pull it closer to what we want to build a career or a business? Yeah, it's so powerful. And one of the original tools that I learned about that I feel like I, I obligatory, I must mention it, is um, DISC. So that when you were talking right now, Louise, about um, the crunchy parts and like understanding how you influence each other, DISC was my first most eye-opening um, like moment of understanding that we all have these different personality types. In DISC, there's four. And then realizing like, for example, I, my DISC personality is very much like a green, uh, like a detail oriented decision maker. I love checklists, like all these things. And then there's another personality type that they are, and I'm always on time or early. Like that's my preference and that's how I roll. And there's another personality type that's always late. And some of my friends are that personality type. And I've learned like, just bring a journal, right? Hang out enjoy this environment that I'm in. They're going to get there when they get there. Um, and that they kind of thrive in that chaos. And I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny when we start to dig into, and there was a question over on LinkedIn and how do you access the assessment? So human design, just very quickly, you can find all sorts of human design assessments out there. I personally use um, genetic matrix, but you can go out there and find all sorts of human design um, assessments, I would say with human design, it is helpful to have somebody read through um, your report with you because it can become quickly overwhelming. Um, with any of these assessments, those high level, like just the, the um, little summary parts of it can be super impactful when you spend time with it, mm -hmm. right? When you sit there and say, oh, what does this mean to me? Not what is somebody mm -hmm. else's um, thoughts on what this is supposed to mean to me, but what does it actually mean to me? What does it mean to me that I'm a manager? And what does it mean to me that, right, that I'm an Enneagram 2? What does it mean to me that um, I am an INFP? Like, what, what are those things? How do they mean it to me? Yeah. And then how do I show up in the world with that? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's so funny, the stage that you mentioned those two assessments and, and I use DISC and Kim uses human design um, because they are uh, so insightful as to um, how you're showing up in the world, really. Yeah. And I'll take it one more deeper. Like, so the reason I mentioned DISC and Kim knows this, but I use it in context of The Simpsons. So there's four characters on the TV show and I teach about copywriting based on the Simpsons, but it's really based in disc because so many people take that and they learn about their personality. And what they don't consider is that there's also 
how people make buying decisions is related to this as well. And so I relate it to copywriting and making buying decisions based on the four characters in The Simpsons. <laughs> it's pretty phenomenal because it sticks with you. It, right? Yay. It's really it totally sticks with you. And and my husband's in sales. And even though he's not a copywriter, he is in sales. And I'm like, take a look at this. You have to understand. And it's it and he loves The Simpsons, so that also helps. And but it is what's what's so fun is to be able to have something that is relatable, right? And I think that's the thing with Sage, what you created and what some of these other assessments like find the one that speaks to you. Yep. That allows you to then do whatever you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Yep. I totally agree. And I love it too. It's fun just knowing your strengths because when you're making career choices, like you really should make them based off your strengths. And if you're hitting a wall on whatever it is, then you're probably not dipping into your strengths as much as you could be and making decisions from there. Yeah. Well, and going back to that alignment of right that that you were talking about find, finding ease and joy, it's it's you know that that's what's important to you. Mm -hmm. um, people may have other drivers, right? Um, whatever those freedom, love, whatever our values are. There's another one, another assessment both Louise and I use that's called via assessments values in action. And so understanding mm. what your values are and how you bring those into the world so that you can make these aligned choices for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's really what we're talking about today, right? In, in building in time off is that that became such a huge and powerful motivator for you and what you wanted to bring into your business, right? And, yeah. and it really comes from understanding a lot about yourself uh, and, then, and then figuring out a way to make it all happen. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And giving yourself grace to like try things without having them be perfect from the get, because uh, there were a lot of different careers that I tried on. Like I did sales for seven years. I sold someone else's product while I was in college, made a lot of money. Actually, I knew I had that skill, but then like jumped to art museums. And I remember being on the phone with Mocha, which is in downtown LA. And they're like, do you really want to leave your job you've been with for seven years to come work with us for two weeks? Cause each, um, they would rotate exhibits. So you would be on rotation with them. And she's like, is that, and I was like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted something different and new at the time. Right. So it was exciting. Well, and, and what I keep hearing you say, Sage, is that you knew what you wanted. Mm -hmm. You had that clarity you or, or you were able to find that clarity for yourself. And I think that's what trips up a lot of people is being able to find that clarity of what is it that I actually want. And what I love is that you're tying it to what you feel, what you want to experience, not the specific outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And that that part is something that I constantly have to resharpen and hone. Mm -hmm. I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because, you know, within having your own, so I mentioned earlier, I worked for a company, I did sales for them for seven years. Uh, I would do on average 150 calls a day. Um, I was the top performer in my department. Like that's not normal, but I enjoyed it. I loved getting no's so I could get to the yes, right? Like those things were fun for me at that time. But then when I started a personal brand, 
a business based on me and my stories and my life, there's a whole other ball game, like having <laughs> to relearn how to sell in a way that still felt good to me. Because before I had scripts, templates, spreadsheets, and they provided all the numbers, right? And I was doing cold selling. Now, all my selling mostly is warm and hot relationships, referral relationships. It's, there's no cold list and I don't do cold selling. Some people thrive in that environment and there's no judgment around it, but that's just not what I do. So it was, you know, I, I could tap into those skills for sure. But at the same time, it's kind of like starting from scratch in a lot of ways. And so having to manage my emotional intelligence around how I feel about my business is something that I'm always working on. Yeah, all of a sudden it gets really, really personal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you call it a personal brand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but also like there is a time and a rite of passage to go through about making it so personal. And then there is, for me at least, a period of detachment now where it's like, it's not that I don't absolutely love a person I might potentially work with because um, I still do some private client work alongside my group programs, alongside a copy template membership that Kim's a part of. But within that, I have learned to not hang my expectations on a single person, even though I'm going to be working one-on-one -on -one potentially with them and not hang my expectations on them rehiring me either because I'm a flat rate per project kind of business model where I work with someone once they may come back, they may not, but you know, I get like a $500,000 launch for my client and I would just assume, of course they're going to hire me again, but sometimes that's not the right step for their growth and their business. And they are meant to work with someone else. And sometimes what's really special, is like there will be multiple copywriters on the project. I love that because the creativity just blossoms from there. The more minds you can have on it, like so much cool stuff is available and there's plenty of work for everyone. And so I, I've gotten to that phase more and more where um, occasionally I might get stuck on, oh, I really wish they would have sent that money so I could put money away for my taxes by a certain deadline. <laughs> But whatever, like, I'm still here after the deadline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, those are the roller coasters I choose to ride now. And again, it's because you're in choice, right? You're, you keep choosing. You chose that the, the most important thing for you was to be able to create this four months off every year. Yeah. And so you built, you built your business around that. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so having surges of work you know, the first three weeks of the month is what works for me. Um, and then that last week of the month, put my head into the creative clouds, going hiking. Sometimes I go places. I'm going to the Redwoods. Mm -hmm. uh, I leave on Sat tomorrow, <laughs> like Saturday. That's tomorrow. <laughs> um, as though it's like light years away. <laughs> um, but that's what I do to myself. <laughs> but those things, uh, yeah, like, and it's wild because for, and this is something I wanted to speak towards for everyone who either is thinking about having a, a like self-employed career or um, starting their own business, or even if you're in a career with someone else, like 
as you're making these choices, the first thing I recommend doing is to look at the next 12 months and write down how much time you went off, like mark off birthdays, holidays, all those things, the day, the week the kids go back to school and the week the kids finish school, don't bother. Like, just don't, don't have any calls booked. You can do work if you really want to, just don't have calls booked. Like, don't do that to yourself. Because <laughs> the teachers are inevitably going to want you to buy more supplies, do this, do that. Like, the, everybody's knocking on your door that week. You know they are, so just make the space for it. And my encouragement, though, is like when you mark that time off, give yourself some grace if you don't stick to it. But having the plan in advance is what most likely will make it actually happen. Um, so, yeah, those little things have really helped me to take time off and to, to stick to the plan that I've created for myself. Yeah. It's, I know for myself, because I was given that um, advice when I first went off on my own, when I went from having it as a side gig to actually this is what I, I do for a living. And I took, because I worked at a school prior to, to leaving and going out on my own. And so I actually took the calendar from the school because we had four plus months off a year given, you know, summer Fridays and time off that we had in, in the summer and the time off that the school. So I took that and I was like, this is how I'm used to working. I don't want to work any other way. And well, things have changed. One, you move countries and your schedule looks very different because the school looks <laughs> different, but things change and you adapt to that and you create that opportunity for, um, for life to evolve. So how have you adapted to life evolving over the last eight years and continue to honor this, what you want in your business? Yeah, I love this question because I have definitely evolved my business model. So for a long time, you know, I tried that one course launch and then I was just like, I'm gonna focus on private client work. I enjoy it. As long as I have the right systems around it, it's not gonna burn me out, which happens. And that's something to be aware of as a service provider. A lot of folks, the reason they go launch a course, they get burnout on client work and they somehow think the coursework is not gonna be as intensive. And I'm like, oh child, are you ready? Like, are you really ready for what's about to come? And then um, because I got the private client work so locked in, I was able to start thinking about other revenue streams. And in the last like four years, I've been doing, even my private client work changed a little bit. I started doing VIP days for clients who felt like they wanted to work in intensives with me. And those have been magical because then we're like doing focused batched work. And it really, and I, I really only have to sell one a month and that's enough for me in terms of the revenue I want to get from private client work. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of it, I was like, okay, I have more space now. I was already taking the time off. What else do I want to create in my business? And I really wanted to make my work more accessible because prior to launching my copy template membership and launching my group programs, you had to know somebody to know somebody to hire me like it was all referral based so i got so excited about this potential of like how can i reach a wider audience do i want to build a community it's definitely in my human design to lead communities and so i got really excited about okay like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna have these two other revenue streams and 
and I've loved leading both. Like it's been so fun for me to, you know, with my no charge copy course that I do once a year, I've had cumulatively 6,000 people go through that now. And in January and February, we had like 150 people come into the copy template membership. So it was really amazing to, um, to be able to reach these larger audiences. And I have visions of adding a zero to both of those numbers. Like I totally want to continue. I'm enjoying it. I've been doing it for four years now and I'm just like having such a great time. Um, and, you know, granted, not everybody stays in once they join, but those things and there's a rush that comes with it, too, of course. But my absolute favorite part about running those communities is the connections that happen when I'm not in the room. When, you know, Kim is talking to Ruby and like all these other incredible humans who just like they wouldn't know each other had I not created this community per se, like maybe they would have met somewhere else, but that part just like lifts me up, brings me so much joy. And yes, there's revenue tied to it. And yes, I'm grateful for that revenue, but the connections, like there are times where I could be like, I don't care that this is a business. I just want to continue to do this because I love it so much. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because, right, Ruby and I had to fly to New York. She's in Toronto. I'm in Montreal. And we had to fly to New York <laughs> to meet each other with Sage. And then we got to meet Shannon on top of it. And now we're all up in Shannon's business. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And there's just potential for collaboration. The thing about, like, the online space is incredible. And definitely, I love connections like this, this moment. And at the same time, like it, now that we are able to gather again in person, I really, it, it's hard to replace the depth of those relationships. Um, but during the pandemic, one thing that I did, the VIP days were so clutch for, because actually, Kim, I don't know if you know this, in 2019, I co-hosted an event in Niagara Falls. It was like a hundred person event. And I had so much fun. I'm so grateful. On the surface, everything we wanted from that event happened. But on a deeper level, I was having a hard time managing my highly sensitive energy with so many people at once going through some really deep transformations. And it was such a lesson for me in that I wanted those more intimate in-person connections, but that it didn't have to be at that scale anymore. And so I started doing VIP days that were private just with one other client. And that was incredible. And now I'm like slowly dipping my toe into doing many mind adventure days, like what you came to where it's a smaller group and super intimate. Um, but yeah, those in-person connections, if you can find a way to work them into your business, it really is special. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And I think we forget, too, is that there's a million ways to build a business. There isn't one way that works for everyone. Uh, careers are the same way, right? And, and it's really about understanding um, what it is that you want from work. What do you want from your business? What do you want from your career? What? How do you get that energy back into your bucket? Because that's what it's all about. Work and, and a business shouldn't be taking energy from you. It should be adding to you uh, so that you have that for the rest of your life, for those other places. Um, and it's often the other way around. And we feel like like we're just, right, our tanks are empty all the time. Mm -hmm. Goodness. Yeah. I feel you on that, Louise. I think 
that is people are tired right now mm-hmm. and I totally understand why um I'm oddly energized this year but last year I was tired with a capital T like I was spent so I think that acknowledging that that ebbs and flows no matter what, mm-hmm. what career or business you have because I know when I talk about my business there might be folks who are like I want that. It sounds so easy and fun. There are hard times. Yeah. And there are easy times. Mm -hmm. But I will say, it's funny. I was with my brother-in-law in New York City and he's like, yeah, you know, your business is great. It gives you some incredible things. He's like, you've definitely figured out an awesome system for you. He's like, but you still have to hustle. Like there are moments. And I know a lot of people are like anti-hustle culture. Yes and no. Like there are moments where I rest more than the average business owner or career person ever could. And there are moments where I go in hard on the paint and I want that thing, whatever it is I'm working towards. Um, And so you just have to be completely honest. And it's also wild. This is something I wanted to mention earlier about having a business. So for many, many years, I started at zero every month right? Like I, cause I, I mentioned like I have flat rate projects and I was only with them for a launch campaign and then I was gone. There wasn't work in between for me. And so it was wild to do that, but there are things you can build into your business where you don't have to start at zero every month. So having stuff like a membership, you just have to have the energy and capacity to, you know, making your men- membership, your only revenue stream is actually a tough business model. Like I'll straight out say it because you constantly have to fill that churn. Mm -hmm. But if you have great upsells in your business, it's a little bit easier, right? So I no longer start from zero. And that is part of the reason why I feel like I'm in a season where I do have more energy. Yeah. Yeah. So what I love is that we've taken so many different kind of routes around here and ruby just joined us so just you know we can say hi to ruby Ruby. (laughs) um we've looked at this from so many different angles today and i and i really loved the conversation um i'd love to know what our golden nuggets are like what are those pieces of this conversation that we're taking with us and putting in our pockets so that we can carry them with us I think for me, uh, it goes back actually, Sage, to you just talking about a highly that highly successful event that looked great on the outside, um, didn't feel so great on the inside, mm-hmm. and and we get to experiment and put ourselves out into places like that, and to know that you know if it doesn't feel good, then it's not meant for you. We don't have to push through something um, because it looks all fancy and great on the outside. Uh, when we're reconnected with what really resonates with us and what works for us, uh, then amazing things can happen. And like, who knows where that can take you when you're following kind of that, that inner intuition, right? You're, you're, well, if you knew your human design, you'd know, you'd know what that is. Yeah, hundred percent. I love that you highlighted that, Louise. And for me, Kim, I feel like you started to talk about how your business can be fun and playful or your career can be fun and playful and bringing that back into, I, first of all, I, from being in the room with you, I know that is who you are and I highly, highly resonate with. And even while I was in New York, someone said to me, Oh yeah, I don't need to take things so seriously when I was talking about how I've developed my products that I've sold this year. 
like the mini mind adventure days. So for me, it's like, where can you look in your business or career and find fun again mm -hmm. if you've lost it? Mm, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a big thing. And for me, it, it's it's kind of all of this because it goes back to what is what is truly most important to us as individuals. We get to define that for ourselves and it depends on what season we're in because it can change mm -hmm. and it can adapt as you talked about, Sage, and we can move in and out of these things, but come back to the core of who you are and what is important to you. And yeah. 100%. Sage, where can people find you in the world if they want to continue to connect with you and learn more from you? So I would love to stay connected with everyone here. Uh, the best place is to come play on my email list. So I have a triple email open rates, which is, um, oh, thank you. You dropped the link. Actually, <laughs> sageflares.com slash 3x open rates, but also slash kickass career will get you. Oh, cool. <laughs> Um, so if you come to that link, you will get three emails that you can copy, paste, and personalize. If you have a business idea, this will help you to start your email list and start sending emails to them and engaging with them. And it'll set you up to make an offer. My kiddos are on like times 10 right now in the background. So if you hear them, you'll know why. Um, and then if you've been in business a long time and you can't remember the last time you scrubbed your list, definitely grab the triple email open rates because you will be able to copy, paste, and personalize those, send them to your list. And if people haven't opened in the last 90 days, you can remove them from your, your list. Yeah. And that was actually how I found Sage was I went to that and then I went to the, it was, I got that from someone, somebody forwarded it to me. And then I went to your cool. um, color copy code um, workshop that you did. Then, mm -hmm. I, then I went to it again and then I joined. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people come back and if you, so in January, like get on my list now, but in January is when I, I offer the no charge coffee course that Kim's mentioning. We're giving away a trip again to Palm Springs. Like we have a good time. Mm -hmm. So definitely come play. <laughs> it, it is about play. And what I, so just a little shout out here also about this is that I am not a copywriter. That's not what I do. That's not part of my business. I'm not providing those service to, services to anyone. And the things that you gave us in there, yes, it was templates and it was amazing things that we could use to build our businesses. Yeah. But it was also so much about kind of what we were talking about today, right? Mm -hmm. It's the mindset stuff. It's how do you show up? Who do you want to be? Um, and, and how do you stay true to yourself? Um, and so that is also something um, just to shout out, Sage, because I've I have partaken. So it would be like kind of weird if I didn't say something about it. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you. So You're welcome. <laughs> so regardless of where you are, it is it's definitely worth um, checking out. Um, Louise, do you remember what we have coming up next? Uh, yeah, we have uh, Roger coming up next, um, and I know this is going to be a great conversation uh, talking about our bucket list and having a bucket list mindset. Uh, uh, Roger's an author and a fellow podcaster, uh, and it's going to be a great one. So please join us next week. It's going to be a good one. Sage, thank you. It's my pleasure. And Louise, it was so nice to meet you. Nice and to for meet everyone. You. Yeah. <laughs>
for everyone listening in, thanks for you know taking a moment with us because I feel like these conversations are so nice to kind of take from behind the scenes and really get into like what's happening out there for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everyone. We appreciate you. Thanks again, Sage. Bye. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>